0: Hey, you up all night tossing, turning, mind racing, trouble falling to sleep, trouble getting to sleep. Well, welcome. I, I hope I believe you're in the right place. This is Sleep With Me. The podcast is here to put you to sleep. We do it with a bedtime story. Tonight, it's our ongoing fa- fairy tale in a serial style format. Oh, man, I mean, in that format, but not necessarily, not necessarily to hear all the but, but uh, ongoing fairy tale. Uh, after the glass slipper all you need to do is get in bed turn out the lights press play we're going to do the rest what it, what does that entail it entails me creating a safe place where you can set aside whatever's running through your brain lists uh math hopefully no math equations are running through your brains but if they are uh maybe you should uh you know, put them down on a whiteboard or something. If you, if you have that many equations running in your brain, you, you probably have a whiteboard handy. If not, you should. Um, or just let them go. I mean, maybe it's just some regular math. You're like, oh, well, that was a wrong. It didn't add up anyway. But you really, you don't really need to be processing uh, motions, uh, you know, old grievances, new grievances, math equations, uh, any of that stuff. That's you're, you're trying. You say, hey, "I'm trying to go to sleep here. What? Why can't I calm down? Why can't I clear my head?" Well, why not, instead of clearing your head, I'm just going to talk. I'm going to tell a story. You just listen instead of thinking about all that stuff. How's that sound here? Uh, <laughs> how's that sound? That's what we do here. It's a little bit weirder, you know. It's not as uh inane as that, but it it, it has a, a banal. I don't know what banality means, but I think it, you know, banality to it. And uh, you know that's what we do here. It's kind of like you've heard of the boyfriend experience and the girlfriend experience, and I, I think I have a vague understanding what that means. It means you're not having sex. Uh, at one, I mean, if you're the, but also, but here, how about I give you the boyfriend experience? You know, man, woman, uh, you know, whatever, whatever you're into. I'm going to give you a little boyfriend experience and what the boyfriend experience is is I come over via you know via digital airwaves or whatever and I just talk in your ear your friend your your friend I'm just going to chatty chat 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 along like chatty chatty bang bang and carry you off on a old fashioned car a built of my uh, barely held together story yeah uh, into a dreamland so, yeah, bore, bore, I'm your boyfriend, boyfriend. Yeah, if you're not comfortable, you you can be comfortable with that. You know, get over yourself because I'm just here to bore you to sleep. It don't matter. No commitment. No strings attached. And You know, the best part is you don't even have to listen to me. I get the pleasure of just, you know, talking like this. Making, trying to make points, you know, you misusing words. That's one of my favorite things to do. I say, well, that word's in my head. I might as well say it. Why keep it in? And that's not going to keep you up because, you know, even if you're, um, uh, you know, grammar expert, you're going to be like, well, he said it in such a nice way. And he is just sitting here drinking tea. He, br- he even brought his own tea and biscuits. And his biscuits are uh, chamomile biscuits. With, uh, you know, that I can eat before or after brushing my teeth. So, yeah, and I'm, I'm kind of sleepy, so I don't mind that he's, uh, you know, misusing those phrases. He's put, he's somehow, I don't, I've never seen a person put commas in a sentence when they're speaking it, but he seems to somehow do that, misuse the semicolons in the, in the spoken word. But it doesn't bother me one bit because I'm already, and that's the thing. So, shut down those, uh, You don't even have to, just listen to me. I'm pretty sure that, like I've said this before, I read somewhere once that you can't think of two things at once. And until somebody shows me an equation on a whiteboard proving proving otherwise, uh, I'm going to still believe it. So just listen to me. I'll, I'll take you off on a little trip, a little jaunt. But you don't have to do anything, all right? I'm here for you. I hope i help you fall asleep. I hope this podcast works for you. It doesn't work for everybody. It's a little bit outside of the standard deviation of normal. That's another word I just thought of that I thought I'd say. And um, but so it might not work for everybody. You just give it a couple tries. See if it, see if it helps. If not, uh, I hope you find something that does. If you want to catch us on the web, older episodes or stuff, we'll be on iTunes or in your podcast app or at www.sleepwithmepodcast.com show notes on there. You can post on the website if you want to say hi. Email address is feedback at, pod, feedback at sleepwithmepodcast.com if you want some send some feedback. Uh, we're on Twitter at Dearest Scooter. That's a good way to get me get a hold of me if you're on Twitter. If you're on Facebook, it's uh, Sleep With Me Podcast I think. And I po- try to post sleep related articles in both those places and the bloopers. Which before I got started, warm up, I was singing the song "Gloria" by Laura Branigan in an incredibly annoying way. So much so that it annoyed myself. So if you like, it's someone you. If you have like a Bluetooth speaker and you want to hide it somewhere, it's got swearing in it though, so don't play it around kids. But you know, if you want to bug somebody, that's always a good, good. uh you know that's what I that's what I'm good at when I'm not doing a boring sleep podcast. So that's the bloopers. Uh, I got a couple pieces of housekeeping to get to here. Um, let me just pull up my notes here. Uh, good, there's a good news and then un unknown news. The good news is everybody's in the San Francisco Bay Area. Some of you I've spoken to, and some of you I have not. But we're gonna have our first uh, ever meetup. Uh, so the first Breaking news, this just in, if you want to meet up, we're going to meet up at the Treasure Island Flea Market. Uh, let's see here. It's April twenty-sixth, two 2015, this year. I don't have a time yet. I'd say lunchtime because that would be nice, you know, get some lunch in uh, April. I don't know what the fog situation's going to be, but, you know, noon is usually the lowest fog. We're going to do some fun stuff. Uh, Treasure Island Flea Market is... Uh, 400 vendors, 25 food trucks, uh they've got bars, beer, happy hour, uh do-it-yourself workshops, live music, a kids zone, kids are free. It's it's 3 bucks to get in. I'm going to email them and see. So if you guys are interested, not now if you you live in Southern California or the Pacific Northwest or somewhere, not, don't worry. I'm going to try to get some meetups over the next uh You know, next year or two, (laughs) next this decade. I mean, uh, hopefully, I will get out to see you. But don't don't worry. And and then, you know, don't worry about Russian. This is the first. I'm going to screw this up for sure. This is the first meetup. So I hope you guys are there to see. I have a couple ideas of some stuff we can do, uh, which maybe I'll get too scared in person to do. So that'd be great. But I'd love to meet you guys and say thank you for listening to the podcast. Honestly. Uh, you know, that's that's the main thing is people say, Hey, I want to say, say thank you. I want to say thank you to you first before you say thank you to me and be like, Beat you to the thank you, uh, owned. Um, but I think we'll have fun. We could listen to some music, we could uh, think of some fun stuff, get to chat. You know, you could see me, you could see you say, Well, because I, like I said, swear words coming, uh, like I suffer from shy asshole confusion. Uh, which has plagued some of us introverts, where it's like, is he shy or is he an asshole? And the truth is, I think I'm shy, but I could be an a-hole. Uh, you know, hopefully it'll be a meetup, so it'll be like, okay, um, you know, turn on the charm. Oh, wait, you got to go buy some charm, then we'll turn it on. But I was just looking forward to it. So that's April 20—what uh, did I say? April 26th. Did I say 28th? April 26th. That's a Sunday. And, uh, you know, mark it in your calendars and uh let me know. I'll, I'll try to get – um uh, well, probably when you hear this, it won't be up, but I'll do uh, sleepwithmepodcast.com slash meetup. And then you can RSVP on there in the comments section. Let me know you're coming. That would be helpful. And then I'll put, like, details up there. Okay? So I'm looking forward to meeting you. So that's announcement one. Announcement two is – that whenever I'm recording this, I don't even know the date. It is like May. Is it Mar- no? It's March. Uh, hmm. I think it's like March 11th. I want to say it's a Tuesday. So you you're gonna be hearing this on Thursday. I got to go out of town. My mom's having an operation next week, so I'm gonna be out of town next week, maybe longer. Now I'm gonna bring recording equipment, and I have some episodes um in the hopper. But I don't know how it's gonna go. I'm gonna be honest with you guys. I'm gonna do my best to keep the show going. I may take care of my mom, but then at the same time, that would be a good time where I'll probably have some time to work in the podcast. So I'll be using different equipment, and uh, we'll see how it goes. All right. So just ask for your patience. But it could it could be you know you know we're going to, I'm gonna be there for somebody just like I try to be here for you guys. And, uh, you know, uh, uh, we'll see how it goes. It could be, it could, could you know, the stuff I'm bringing might not work or emergencies could come up. So if you don't see anything, uh, I, I'll keep you guys updated on social media. But hopefully, you know, you won't even notice. But I want to let you know ahead of time because I know some of you rely on this podcast. we got 200 old episodes so, worst case scenario, I'll just, I have, you know, I have a plan A and a plan B and a plan C. I think the plan D would just be to, you know, redo some of my favorite episodes. But that, so I just want to keep, you know, lines of communication are open, awkward, but open. All right. Uh, I'm glad you're here and I hope I help you fall asleep. Okay. Th- uh, thank you. So, I think Chris Posty Posterson, who does our music, Scotty and Jennifer on our art, Lord and the Lady. The Renish Trader, Silvertone, many other many others. I got think I got some people to thank I haven't thanked yet. Sean D over on YouTube, I forgot to thank you. I want to make sure to thank you, Sean. Uh Tomasz, uh from Poland, uh thank you for taking the time to write us. Uh Mike O Mike O. L, I guess, and Pierce. What's up, Pierce? Your you dad's not half bad. Uh, you know? Give him a shot, you know, give you know get you know, in a couple of years still be nice to him. How how's that sound? I want to thank Lauren GT for the lovely email. I wanna thank uh, Rebecca L from Cream Design Canada for writing about the podcast. Uh, Gwen C, an artist, uh visual artist, thank you. She says she was painting to the podcast. J Bird, I wanna give you a little shout out, Libby. Say hi to you, uh, Christy Esther for re- recommending the podcast. Uh, our buddy Stacy, uh, I want to thank another Lauren, Lauren S., for saying hi. Uh, Ianth? is that am I co- saying that correctly? Let me know. Inth. uh I want to thank you, saying hi on Facebook, Patty, Cathy. Bran Wynn, Andy V, Samantha, Laura. And all the rest of you, thank you so much for the support. All right, let's get on to the show. Hello, my name is Agatha. Welcome to another episode of After the Glass Slipper. The tale of, uh, well, After Cinderella won the Glass Slipper. She won the heart of the prince that found the Glass Slipper and tracked her down. They were wed. She turned out he was a bit of a, 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 a buffoon. And his parents were uh, lower lords that somehow usurped the throne. But anyway, it worked out. Cinderella ended up becoming queen. Those people were no longer with us. I was a stepmother. Once unliked. Now uh, forgiven well, forgiven for the stuff at a childhood. So, Cinderella, my name's Agatha, Cinderella's stepmother. Yes, oh, yes, if you only... If you only knew, you'd say, oh, that the woman, she's terrible. Well, anyway, we got along just fine. She was a wonderful, wonderful queen, Cinderella. Penelope, a fairy godmother, and I, and all the fairy godparents from the fairy kingdom came and lived in our village. And all was well until a disease struck that affected the fairy godparents. And we didn't have a cure. Cinderella went off. This is a catch-up. And she went off to a kingdom to try to find a... And I was left in charge. Things, uh, there's there's other episodes. I'll fill you in as quickly as I can. But you could listen to them. They're at sleepwithmepodcastcom slipper. You know, I, I I had some trouble. There was all ogres. There was a team of uh, oligarch types, oligarchers, and they all fought for power. There was uh, negotiations, and then there was trouble with the ogres. And this was the last episode. They said, "Well, let's get all the people." I can't remember whose fault it was. Oh, I, don't, I don't know if it was mine, but uh, they uh, we we said. I said, "Well, let me actually do." This. I said, "Everyone to the castle." Well, you know, and we ran to the castle, locked up the gates, and we were all secure in there. Cinderella had it all planned out mostly, and uh, that's pretty much where we left off, more or less. So I so, will yeah, catch you the rest of the way up because because it's time for my morning delivery of bone broth. To Penelope, the fairy godmother. Hello, Penelope. I have your bone broth here, and I'm going to feed it to you and update you. You might have heard a, 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 a lot of racket. The good news is so many people are here at the castle with us now, living with us in the castle gates that was that's the good news Then you may have heard the bad news which was since we already had so many fairy godparents living with us there was a miscommunication about the water supply and the food supply but more so the water and we originally were bringing fresh water from the town square Uh, at some point we we were doing so much bone broth and someone miscalculated how much bone broth the ogres would eat, and we started pulling from the emergency cisterns, which are the wells, and they were calculated for all the townspeople to have so much water for so many days, and then we didn't calculate the fairy godparents in, and then the uh, massive amount of bone broth and water you people need because of your sweating. So it turns out we only had, uh, we only, we had, have, currently have, according to Gonzalo, about uh, uh well, less than a week's worth of water for everyone, which puts me in a position to say, well, I, I, other than the cliffs, there's only like 10 of those guys. I can't decide who should go. And you can only go three days without water, they say. Like Gonzalo says that he's my most trusted source. So then what I said is, oh, what are we going to do, guys? And the, the head of the guards, the, the soldiers, the of, he said, well, there's You know, let's get the emergency protocols from the emergency protocol. Cinderella is very thorough. What a thorough young woman. So she had a list of assignments, and if there's an emergency, and it says water. It says, uh, you know, it ends up there, up on a hill above town. Is a thing to gather water aqueduct and a uh, water tower, water not a tower, it collects the rainwater. And then you, you're supposed to be able to turn it, it's like a, uh, it brings the water down somehow. It looks like a little uh, water bridge or something. So we went to activate it, no water came. So we said, uh, oh boy. And the soldier said, it must be jammed, you know, with a pigeon's nest or some such thing. And he said, what should we do? And it, You can walk up this thing. It's very engineering. I don't know who was responsible. Before Cinderella's time, I think, but I would give her credit if credit was due. So so we uh, he said to, uh, I said, okay, uh, what should we do? And he said, "Why well, we could climb up there and find the pigeon's nest. I said, well, uh, well me and Gonzalo better go with you. I, I don't know what I was thinking at this time. So we climb up there. And it's, uh, actually, I'll tell you what it is. I have a uh, thing for heights, and uh, non, the opposite of being afraid. I, I, I love being up high. And so it, it felt uh, very freeing to me to be walking high above the city, up this hill, uh, and it was, it was very, very solidly made. A little, uh, uh, what do you call it, a gutter for the water to flow to the castle. No water, though, very bone dry. And as we climbed, as we got climb, and I said, "Where the we're looking for the uh, what are they called, ogres?" And we got to the top. Now we got to the almost to the top, and I said, "Oh dear, I'm hearing a sound of splashing." And ends up the ogres had already discovered this aqueduct and were using it as a shower. They were. I, I told you they were fastidiously clean, despite the reputation. And they were bathing and swinging and playing, and we watched them. But they were using the water, fouling it. We couldn't have – I think they had blocked it, or maybe it was – I don't know. I was like, well, how would you get – they said it was probably the dams or whatever, the cliffs. So that was out, the emergency water plan. So then we went back to Penelope, and I said, okay, well, okay, what about if that's blocked? It says, uh, you know, get water – use the cistern, if if the rain, and I said, oh, boy, we did that out of water. Too bad I didn't read the emergency protocols before. Well, I say, well, how, I cannot blame myself. I cannot know all. So it ends up, I said, well, the main water's in the town square, which is outside the castle gates. So we don't, so I said, well, so, so that's what happened, L.P. And you're, saying, you're drinking this bone broth. Do not worry. For no fairy will go without bone broth or water, no child or mother or husband or soldier or boy or, or stepmother will go without water or food. We have enough food where it will be somewhat okay. For about, I think, a month in Lada, he said, because you, know, you guys don't eat that much, just the bones. Uh, I don't know. So I'm going to go meet with, uh, Gonzalo and Clifford and call in some soldiers and see what we can do. Uh, oh, wait a second, I forgot, my friend. Hello, Leda. I-I have something for you. Are you sleeping or just listening quietly? Oh, yes, ma'am, I am just listening to your voice quietly, because remember I told you how delightful I find you and brilliant... So, so so sorry to hear about the uh, aqueduct. Okay, well, Mr. Letter, you charmer. You're such a charmer. Here's a letter that was originally inside you. Oh, thank you. Oh, the, uh, well, I did not know I felt so empty, but now... Oh, and here's a gem. I'm going to put that right inside you, too. Oh, thank you. I feel so much more... Uh, you know, I, I feel much more, uh, like myself, I should say, filled up with something. So, so, thank you so much, my dear. Okay, well, I'm going to put you in my pocket and I'm going to take you. You will be my, one of my advisors. Well, I, I'm just, I, I know I, I speak with you so romantically, my dear, but you should know that I'm a figment. Okay, time for you to go in my pocket. So, good day, Penelope. I will be back soon. Do not worry. I will not kick anyone out of the castle to save water or anything like that. Good news, too. I think you should know this. The castle's very reinforced. So, no, no ogres will be getting in here. They did bang on one of the gates last night. But I think that is because the taverns were empty and some of them went to one of the taverns and drank all the beer okay baneverby good day so then i went down to this. this was the first time i was using the strategic the map room they called it I was going to be the room where the maps are and i could see the town and where the bit the, the best and freshest well was right in the town square not that very far from the castle gates and i had caught clifford and gonzalo and the head of the the guards and also uh, the head and also one of the head doulas, one of our leading, uh, you know, I needed another voice, you know, to speak for all the children in the townspeople, and I didn't want any big mouth uh, rich guy doing it. So she she doesn't make a pretty penny, but yeah, she's paid by the kingdom, non-profit, uh, non-profiter. You know, she does, she does it for the love of helping people give birth. She also helps with the animals, so I said, well, that's... That's a sign because I'm sure if she was some fancy pants, she'd say, "I do not do cow deliveries; only children." So we all were there, and I said, "This is my trusted council. This is my tr." And I said, "Okay, people, we need to get the water from that well here. Any ideas?" And uh, and everyone said, well, is it? We don't know." There was a- and I said, Clifford, what do you do? What do you, what was your group called again? Mendeldean. team, Mendel, Mendeldean, Mendel, Mendel. You were you you guys the Cliffs. You were Mendeldeans. He said, Menta team. And I said, Menta team. You guys were thinking you're a Think Leader Junior, right? You're a Think Leader now, Clifford, with your new pin, for you know the pin you got, uh which was indirectly related to this whole mess. And he said, eh. I said, "Don't worry, Clifford. I'm not. Up, I'm not cross with you. I'm just, you know, flushing out your vocab. So you, what do you do with your mender team?" And I said, "Don't you blue sky? Didn't you say something about blue skying?" He said, "Well, we have a brainstorm. Uh, no bad ideas," he said, "except from. Well, sometimes they'd say, Cliff, that's not a very good idea,' but you are new." And I said, "Okay, well then, no bad ideas." And we kicked around ideas for quite some time uh Drills, walls, digging, banging, swinging—you uh, know, fighting the ogres. I said, "No, no, no. We cannot afford. If we lost one battle against the ogres, we cannot lose any soldiers. You know, luring the ogres in and having a, a grass-covered pit—that was a—that uh, was my idea. That was—I said, "Well, that's a good one." And I said, "No. First of all, the ground is uh, hard rock." And I said, well, what about dropping things on them? They said, there's too many of them, and they they're very good at catching. Remember, they caught all those arrows. And I said, I don't remember that. Was that when I was running with the townspeople? And Clifford said, yes, yes, I was running too, but I looked back, and they were catching arrows. And then it was, we started doing the blue sky. But it became apparent. I was like, well, why can't we just go get the water? The best solution is just to go get the water. And I said, okay. And I said, well, to get the water, what do we need to do? And Gonzalo's like, get out of the ogres away from the thing. And then the head guard was like, it'd be better if you get them out of the city, we could lock them out. And then the she said, we could, have, well, if they were locked out, we could get, you know, we could go get cows for milk and we could go get, you know, grain. And I said, "Well, how long could you hold the gate with the ogres?" And they said, "Well, it depends the footprint. Now, you know, a week probably." He said, uh, three, two, three, four two, three, four days, depending on how much they pound at one door." He said, "I bet you they could pound with a rock for about twelve." He said, "Yeah, two, three days. We we, we could hold them at the city gates, because he said I don't think they could even break down." So, the wall, and then Gonzalo's like, they would probably build up a rock pile and climb over. He said, yeah, that would take. So I said, well, how much water? Could you get enough water into the castle? How long would that last? And they said, well, and Gonzalo, he's very quick. He had an abacus. he get out an abacus. He said, When a saying, He said, we could probably move with all the effort, uh, you know, another goes, uh, two to four weeks, depending on, uh, you know, And I said, okay, well, we just got to, so we just got to get the uh, ogres outside of the castle and then you can get cow. Okay, wait a second. You want to get some cows in and grain. I've got, okay, I've got a plan. I've got a plan. So I said, "Uh, Adula, go give me one of the, or two of the cows that we have here at the castle. And uh, I said, I need a a cart. And I said some other things, and I sent the soldiers and the duel off. And then it was just me, Gonzalo, and Clifford. And I said, okay, boys, uh, I've got a plan. But I said, uh, you know, would one of you want to come with me? It's a very risky plan, but I think it will work. And to my surprise, they both said, well, we will. And I said, well... I think one of you should stay behind uh, and uh, be a leader. And Clifford said, "No, no, I think I, I should go with you." And I said, "No, no, was meaning I mean, Gonzalo should stay behind, and lead the people." And he said, "Well, so we had a long debate about it, back and forth." And he said, "I will, yeah." He said, "Well, there's the emergency protocols. I'm your main." He goes, between the three of us make a great team, which is a good argument for, for Gonzalo. But I said to myself, well, he's a good leader, a silent leader, but he's also a boy. Should I risk, should I leave him in here as in charge as a boy? Should I take him with me? Do I, if I'm going, and I said, I this plan of mine, and I said, well, maybe I could get him back. And I, I admit I had a bit, a bit of an internal struggle. Of who to leave in charge, and I decide, I said, and I said, Well, what about this doula, the head of the soldiers in the dance? And I called them and I said, I told the doula, her name was uh, Mirabel, and the head of the soldiers, he he, he was uh, he, he, they all call themselves Sons of Roland now, and then this Dan, the rich guy, and I said, Well, he's, he, he, he's a scumbag, but uh. He's still well-liked to the people, and I said, you three will be in charge. The doula, Maribel, will have the final word. You you guys, you will vote, and your primary thing will be, I don't know when I will return, but I, and I told them all about Cinderella's return. Dan already knew, and I said, I do not know where she will come, but you will need to be supplied. And then I said, and by the way, you guys don't know this, but this is all Dan's fault, And I went into that whole thing, and I said, Oh, and also, Dan, I'm bringing a letter to Cinderella telling her everything that happened. I'm going to leave it outside the gates if I don't make it back. She's going to know. So you're trapped here by ogres. A doula who loves Cinderella and not rich, rich guys. And a son of Roland, one of the most royal servants in the history of servitude. So, and I said, You better do your best with these two. And he said, I think I will. I said, I will use my charm for good this time. And I said, I was thinking about leaving uh, Gonzalo in charge, but I need him. And the doula, she, she kissed Gonzalo on the forehead. And I said, what do you think about this, bringing him? And she said, you need his help, I can tell. And with that, my plan was underway. Then we started ringing the castle bells. And I got all dressed up in a little bit of an outfit, and so did Clifford and Gonzalo. And we got these two cows in the cart, and the cows were pulling the cart, and I was in it. And we went out a side gate and and headed towards uh, where the majority. And we we headed out the side gate, and the uh, cows had bells. And I had a big bell and I was going in, and the castle bells finally stopped sounding. And the thing about these ogres, they have good hearing, too. And I said, and then we started heading towards the city gates from the castle gates, and the ogres, they did not have every gate watch, so we went out a side gate. Now, you wouldn't be able to sneak water or anything in, so I don't know, ask me, why did not you just sneak it? But we started rolling with the cows pulling us, and I was saying... Uh, you know, butter churn lessons, uh, butter churn lessons in 10 minutes, butter churning lessons in 10 bells, Uh, I mean, a hundred bells of my ringing, butter churning lessons, and I kept singing, I said, uh, Mrs. Buttermaker, Mrs. Buttermaker's going to, and I was singing songs, and, uh, you know, clanging and clanging, and we went out to city gates, and I, I saw the ogre started to come. But by the time they started running at us, we had the city gates wide open, and we had had soldiers. Uh, clearly, you know, soldiers were hiding, and clearly we had soldiers hiding, waiting for us to leave. But we went out to city gates, and I said, oh, it's a butter, and, and we had a, uh, the, the cart was filled with scones, so we were throwing scones, many chocolate, uh, chocolate something scones and different. I uh, mean, they were cooking up scones all night this night. They were called the night scones were cooked, you know, for years to come. But I said, butter churning lessons, butter churning lessons. And the ogres, you know, at first they were menacing us. And they said, what are you, who are you? And I said, I'm the butter, Miss Butterworth. I mean, Miss... Miss Buttermaker, Miss Butterworth, Butterworth, Buttermaker, the third. Good, good day. Says, who are you? Are you Ogaz? And they said, well, and I said, well, I'm the but you know Buttermaker Butterworth, the third. Who? What, what do you mean? Why are you asking me? And they said, well, why? It was a castle, you know. We're here on a to terminate a contract. We've been trying to terminate a. Ca- And I said, do not speak of contracts to me, for I have one contract to make for the churning of cream to butter and to teach it. That is my calling in life. These are my assistants. Uh, These are the boys. I don't know. I don't call them anything. Churn and burn, you you could call them if you like. But I am here to spread the the gospel of butter churning. These are my cows, uh, Zeke and Ariel, and, we, you know, I'm going to milk them. I'm going to take their milk and cream and churn it up into a... Are you ogres or orcs? And they said... Blah, blah, blah. This was all in the interpreter, you know, it was up there front. And this was all being translated, but I said... Uh, Oh well, I thought I thought you were the, you had learned of the uh, wonders of butter. Now, once destroyer of hearts, they they once said. Now, with the grass fed, you could butter good for all. They say this this butter is so magical, not real magic, maybe made up magic. Not, uh, I mean, like the they say. I think it was one of Cliff, Clifford. Wasn't it one of your friends selling butter, butter drinks, saying, "Drink this butter; it will make you healthy." I I was confused by that the whole time. That guy was saying, "This is a health drink. This butter." Anyway, anyway, I'm distracted. Butterworth, butter the third, and I am going to. Te- who who would like a lesson in butter churning? Anyone here? And then the ogre said, oh, oh, I would, I would. I said, well, it's going to take a while. I teach a four-day course on butter churning. And I said, would you be interested in enrolling? They said, "Well the cost? I said, well, subsidized by the castle. It turns out there was this contract, and some brilliant men terminated it, and I have no one to teach. And because of my honor, I must still teach how to churn butter, even without any uh, anyone to teach to. And they said, "Really, oh, you're a contract honorer." And I said, "Oh, yes, I, I honor contracts, or I terminate them. But w- w- what I prefer to do, is sublimate butter. Well, no, no, that would be that would be too. Uh, is uh, you know, taking it cream, churning it into butter. But first we must get the cream, boys. You cannot have butter without cream. <laughs> and then they said, but butter cream butter was in it. and they, they. they, they and I said, well, let's all have a scone and we'll sit down and talk about the history of butter and cream. For as my cows chew the grass, and now the grass, you might say, is uh, fed by the sun and the rain. And uh, is anything else missing, Kulak? And he said, "The Kulak was one of the guys. He said, Kulak, voila, moi. And I said, how did you know my name? I said, you just you you look like something. someone named Burdak I once knew. And I said, Burdak, Kulak. And he said, he seems suspicious. And I said, so then, and they said, we know all about uh, chlorophyll. And I noticed they were turning very green in the I said, oh, that's right. You're some sort of plant based animal. I had not figured that one out. I forgot about that. And I said, well, do you guys have milk Well, uh, with your, uh, your mammalians, right? And they said, don't get pithy with us. And I said, oh, that's a joke, right? And they said, no, 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 we're not mammalian. We don't have milk. And I said, oh, confusing because you're a humanoid. And it was a disguise. Believe me, you could have watched paint dry. It would have been more interesting. And I said, well, it I said, well, you, I've noticed you have nipples, though, You know, because they were shirtless. You know, they wore pants, but uh, not uh, or culottes, as we said. But yeah, they don't. Uh, and they said, "Well, we don't. You know, we don't drink from my mother's milk." No, we. And they went into some sort of other process, which sounded like, uh, which sounded extremely confusing, having to do with, uh, I don't know. Beyond my, I stopped listening. Albina, I said, well, "So you don't have milk?" That's what, that was my original question. But really I was saying, go on, go on, tell me more. Trying to buy time, clearly. But I noticed the whole time these ogres, they were quick. They were looking at the cows. And they were saying, the cream comes from here. For for, for this is the mammalian you speak of. Yeah, this is a mammal creature. And I said, yes, yes, it is. And they said, it's utter. And they were quick. And they even started picking up the common tongue. And I had noticed it since they'd arrived in town, they were getting more adept at our language, though I could only say like burdak or flokstol, blah, blah, Pampa which means uh, my, your culottes are tight. Uh, and they said, what's a culotte?" And I said, well, how could I interpret it? And I said, push, man, uh, tight pant, tight? These aren't pants or shorts, you, what do you call them? Culottes is what you call them. And they said Rock lands, and they said common sense is that, because they said why would we're not hot or cold. But anyway, they were studying the cows, they were studying the butter, and they said, well, when when is our next enough history? We have great respect for history, but what a great love for butter. And I said, oh boy, okay, well let me. Uh, so well, first we'll we'll do the milking of the cow. Now we I mean, have to be very gentle. And they, and they, it was surprising again these creatures are so gentle. And I I said uh you know uh, uh churn or churn I meant Gonzalo. I said, show them how to uh, and he Gonzalo milked the cow like two squirts and then the 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 ogres lay lined up and they milked between the two cows more milk than I've seen and I was a child. You know, I, as I said, my daughter, her husband owns a dairy farm, so I've seen many cows milked. But, wow, these cows, and the cows, they seem so relaxed. Something about the way the ogres were were, were green, the cows were, like, licking their heads. The ogres would giggle. And I, and I was like, do you taste of uh, grass? And I, and they laughed and laughed, and I said, well, said, Oh boy! And then soon we had tons of milk. And then they said, "Well, is this the churner?" And they said, blush more, blah blah, 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 And they ran off about twenty of them. And then they started chopping trees down. Within about well, three or four hours, they had a giant butter churner. And they said, "Oh no!" Said, uh, and they started filling it with milk. And they said, "Well," and they were churning. And they said, uh, and they said, We can't wait to get back to the castle. And then they said, The castle gates are locked. We've been distracted by this butter lady. And I said, Oh, yeah. He said, Well, I said, oh, That's not the way to churn the butter with the talking. Uh, concentrate on churning the butter and then the castle gates. And they said, Oh, you're right. You're right. And they said, We should probably get into the castle though soon. How are we going to keep this butter from spoiling? And I said, well, there's a cool, isn't there any cool rivers nearby? And I noticed, uh, I I said, I know what one is. I said, come on, guys, I know where a very cool stream is. Keep the butter from spoiling. And so we took the carts and we took the giant butter churner, regular butter churner, the cows. We all went up this hill and down this crevasse, further out of town, and then there's a cool spring and well. And unfortunately just beyond it is where the uh and I should tell you this water coming from this spring and this well is cool. But it is something we've never drank from since the uh, the end of the fairy kingdom for just beyond the water. This was where the wizard pile was involved and his life's his unhappy memories hit this water. And just beyond it is the uh, the former portal to the uh, fairy kingdom, and, and inside of it is trapped all these monsters from, I think, from the wizard pile. I can't remember my history right now. They got all the butter. They kept churning it. And I said, man, this butter is going to be chilled. They're going to be working on these gates, and I, I don't see it taking them. If they built a giant butter churner in like whatever, a few hours, they'll be able to get in the city gates. They'll probably be able to get in the, and I said to Gonzalo, are you hearing me thinking out loud? He said, yes, I don't know what we should do. And I said, I have another plan. And I pulled off, I had, I've been wearing, I probably didn't tell you this, but I had a nice little hat on. I, I had a nice little hat on, like a buttermaid hat. And I uh, backed up to the, uh, the portal and I banged on the portal. It's like a, yeah, uh, we call that foggy glass to try to get some of the monsters to come. And I pulled off my buttermaid cap, and I said, "Ogres, I am no buttermaid. I am no butterworth. I am no butter. um buttermaker. No, I'm not the third. I'm the first witch of Butterland. I've uh, not even of butters. I am." A, and they said, "You're that lady, the uh, queen regent or whatever." And I said, right, but I am really. And then I was like, oh, boy, come on, monsters. And I said, I'm calling my beasts from the depths of beyond with my spells. Remember that people were saying I was a witch. And then one of those, well, that was just bone broth. You were just making bone broth for the sick fairies. And I said, "I, I will call my beasts. And then monsters came. They heard all the noise and they came to the edge of the portal. Of course, the portal was sealed, and uh, and, I, and, they, and the monsters, and they said, oh, dear, there's monsters there. And they said, these guys are going to figure And then I remembered in my pocket was the letter and the gem, and then it, was, it hit me. I was like, that gem was will we'll, we'll open up the uh, portal. That is why Cinderella was keeping it. She needs to get in there. Osiah so said, well, this is uh, this, this is interesting. And they said those monsters aren't going to come out and get us because it's just uh, that's some sort of a uh, crystallized wall. And I said, You guys are just so smart, huh? You you churn butter you uh create butter churners, you you know I said well, how are you they said what well, are you sculpting the butter into bars? And they said, well, actually, we're uh, patting it. We're patting into little bars, patting it, butter patting. And they said, well, that's very cute when you say that, butter pattering, patting. But I'm, I'm going after my monsters come if you don't leave town forever and leave the people here alone. And they said, but you have so many cows and so much milk. Too. We we love, uh, and we were, we were thinking about drinking the milk. We were just talking about it. He said, well, we've never had milk. If this cream makes good butter. And then one of the guys, he was drinking milk. I said, oh, boy. He said, this milk is delicious. It's warm. It's uh, It, it feels so cool, cool, high in calories and fat in a way. That's like butter, but not as intense. And there's... And then, so then, I it was, it was home. Oh, no. And they said, "We well, we need to go into that city and get the cows." And I said, "What about my?" And, I, and they said, "We know you're faking it. We know the kind. Con- we know. We're we, we, give it up. You're you're beaten." And they said, "You and your people. We are going to end your contracts. We're going to get into the castle. We're going to make lots of butter." And drink lots of milk and, and and take you know we might just live in your city for a while, and then we'll get into your castle. And I said, "Oh no!" And I said, "Well, let's see what happens." And I took the rock and I said, "Well, you've asked for it. This is your final warning." And they said, "What is that in their hand?" And I said, "It's a gem of uh, a bone b- bone broth." Uh, butter, butterworth, and I said, butterworth, buttermaker, buttertime, buttery butter, Witchy water, and I kept trying to find, I said, there's got to be a spot where this gem fits, I remember it was something like, uh, like uh, something to do with a uh, mosaic, and I said, well, listen, and I found it, the spot where the gem fit, and shroom. and everything went laser, 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 and then the, uh, the wall was gone, but I still held to the gem, and I was vibrating and changing colors. And Gonzalo and Clifford gas and I said, uh, "I said, Is this your last chance, ogres." And then the ogres, again, like I said, these creatures are much more intelligence than I ever. So the the ogres began to run after the chase after the monsters. Before the monsters, the monsters were still confused. You know, they'd spent so much time. With that wall there, they would come to see what was going on. I assume they were like looky loos. But then, they, so the ogres chased the monsters, and some of the monsters started to run. And these weren't scary monsters, they were more like fuzzy monsters, but you, you know, not good for anybody. And they started rolling around and wrestling and fighting and battling, to be honest. And the, the ogres were very, and I said, Clifford. Gonzalo, I'm going, I, I said, I said, get the butter and put it into the, you know, get it into the cart, and I, and I was still holding on to this thing, the gem, I said, I'm not going to let this gem go, and uh, I said, get the butter into, you know, into the portal, and Clifford, he was like, why? What? what's that, and Gonzalo said, come on, so they took the butter out of, and it was very hard for them to move the giant butter churner. And they, I said, Leave the cows. That wouldn't be good. And they took the butter and they pushed it into the portal. And the uh, last and rainy August were chasing after them. Bit of bumblers like that. They said, I don't I said, You don't think I was going to steal your butter? And then I said, Once they went, I said, Clifford, get out. And they said, No, no. And they kept running with the. They said, Lock us all in. I said, Well, that was my plan was to lock me in. Clifford, not you and Gonzalo. Gonzalo said, and they ran off into the deep, into the portal past monsters, there's ogres battling monsters, ogres chasing Clifford and Gonzalo running off with the butter, me standing on the precipice, holding this gem, flashing in and out of many multicolours, all the ogres, but about two, no two of the real. Uh, the ones I was like, yeah, well, you guys will get picked off by the archers. And then I let go of the gem and the wall returned. And I mean, I picked the gem back up, obviously. I pulled it out, you know, put it in my pocket. But we were trapped with the ogres and the monsters. And I ran after Clifford and them, ran down the hill. And I ran behind Cl- Clifford and, uh, Gonzalo. They had ran and then they had abandoned the, uh, the 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 caught with the butter. And the ogres were there, so I you know, I saw them, they said, well, they were hiding behind the rocket. Then monsters came. And you know, the ogres were just eating the butter and trying to say, Well, this is going to spoil. We need some place to go to put this. And then the uh uh monsters came and they fought. I said, We need to find a place to hide. And then in my voice I heard a voice, it was the uh, letter. He said, Hey yeah, you forget about me the whole time I've been here with you. And I said, oh, have you met Clefford and Gonzalo? And he said, I have, I, guys. And I said, I said uh, you are you really a talking letter or a figment of my mind? And he said, look over there, down over those two hills, there's something shining far in the distance. And I did, I saw deeper into this fairy kingdom, two, three hills away, something shining in the distance. They say, yeah, we should probably check that out, but maybe tomorrow you let a man do have another spot to hide. And then Gonzalo said, oh, no, no, I know, I know many. He goes, see see all these piles of rocks? And he said, when I was a shepherd boy, he goes, these aren't caves, but he's like, you can get in under these rocks. He goes, nothing will find us here. And he he, he climbed under some, uh, I guess you call them rock crocking. Rock, rock cropping, outcropping. I don't know, but we hid in the rocks, and and, and uh, Gonzalo showed us all the way in, and he even Gonzalo he quickly gathered sticks, and he said, "We'll build a fire," and then Clifford said, "No, no, no, let's just snuggle," and I said, "Yes, yes, uh, well, yes, I guess we'll need to snuggle because they can have a fire." Gonzalo, good idea but not a great idea because then the monsters might, they might be able to detect smoke. So we gathered and we snuggled up, the three of us, and the letter. And Gonzalo, he did the bullfrog. And I said, well, it's a bit, do that a little quieter, Gonzalo, and tomorrow we'll find whatever that was shining that the letter. Did you guys hear the letter talk? Was that in my mind? And they didn't say anything, so I said, well, what is I don't know. But I know that uh, now I think, well, we're in a bit of trouble, uh, Gonzalo, Clifford and I, but I think uh, with the doula in charge and the, and the the head of the gods, and that Dan, he's a charismatic man, cult of personality, does anyone know what that means? But I think between the three of them they can manage to keep the people safe till Cinderella returns. I did leave a note for Cinderella about that Dan being a scumbag, so that's good. I also told Penelope about it, so I don't know if she was hearing me, because she was in whatever, the fairy coma, whatever you want to call it. But yeah, so uh, we're living here under these rocks for now. My, my, My sweet shepherd boy, the man who sold out an entire kingdom for a pin... In a talking letter that I can only hear, but uh, you know, that it, it's a thinking tool. Okay, so uh, well, I won't be able to bring Penelope a bone broth tomorrow, but I will. I will write her a letter. Well, let us, uh, but let us rest for now. I can hear ogres running around, strange creatures running around, not scary ones, but very fuzzy, as I said. Uh chasing each other around so nothing to worry well nothing to worry about for us we'll be okay okay don't worry thank you